engine start. We have main engine start. Four, three, two, one, zero. Thanks again, guys, for joining us here at the Comfort Zone. You know, every episode that we've kind of done so far has been really focused on choosing the right AC company and how to do that and how to really dig deep on the internet and find what you're looking for. You know, we're going to shift gears here a little bit and we're going to talk about some of the equipment options that may pop up. Now, there are more options today than you've ever had in the history of air conditionings. And most homeowners, they're just not familiar with what's out there, right? That's right. And, you know, in the 70s, we started on a path of achieving higher efficiency. And the basic concepts for HVAC that we use today were developed over 100 years ago in 1900s, early 1900s. And until the late 70s, that industry operate, operated by and large free of any government intervention. In the late 70s, we had our first energy crunch. And there were lines to get gas. And there was a lot of pressure on the U.S. to be more efficient with AC usage. Uh, in 1965, only 10% of households had central air. By 2005, that number was 87%. But uh, into the 70s, yeah, it, it, it exploded. As we got into the Not 70s, many here in Houston, right? Not well, anymore. It's 98% in Houston. Yeah, so nobody lives there. Uh, but we'll talk about SEER later, but they came up with a system to evaluate how efficient air conditioners were and manufacturers had to make things to meet these standards. Um, and in 1987, that was a 10 seer. That was the minimum standard that was set. Today, you know, we're up to 16 seer would be, well, if I'm using- That's the uh, minimum I'd put in anybody's house. That's the minimum anyone should put in. Yeah. So that's about 60% more efficient and to achieve those kind of efficiency gains, a lot of innovation had to happen, which leads to where we are today with all these choices in HVAC equipment. You know, and our role is, as a comfort advisor, as an HVAC educator, you know, we need to point out these choices and make it as simple for the homeowner to understand because not everybody even cares, really, you know, and, and they don't know what's out there and replacing your air conditioner. It's just not an everyday task for a homeowner. And so we're going to talk about some of those options today. Now, full disclosure, we work for a company that installs train and Daikin equipment. You know, we are a train comfort specialist and a Daikin comfort pro, and we're proud to represent those companies. So for the examples today, we're going to use a little bit of train, but the differences in equipment types, I mean, it applies to all the manufacturers. Uh, we'll talk about different manufacturers in a later episode, but it's kind of outside the scope of what we wanted to talk about today. So the most important step is always what, Brian? Getting that AC sized correctly, right? Get it sized correctly. And um, we've talked about this several times and we'll continue to talk about it. But today's episode is a lot about homeowner choices and sizing is not one of those choice. There's only one right answer when it comes to that. No, I mean, I, I'm telling you about that house I did the other day. They had um, 12 tons of air conditioning in their 3,000 square foot house. And after doing all the sizing, it came right at five and a half tons. You know, they were extremely oversized and they were wondering why they weren't comfortable. Bigger isn't always better when it comes to air conditioning, you know. And we discussed the, the heat load calculation in a, on another episode, but you're kind of 
relying on that AC company to perform a load calculation. Sometimes you'll hear it called a manual J or a block load, you know, and we use a company called WriteSoft when we do ours. And in all fairness, it's pretty basic. When we do some of the new construction stuff, we get really in depth. But this is for us to just have a better idea of what we're looking at, what we're dealing with. And, you know, this is where we diagram the house. We take all the construction factors into account and we calculate the right size of the AC for your house. It's kind of like the baseline for everything that we do. I'm not going to even propose a system to you till I know what size you need, right? Yep. And I ran into that too this week, another home that was grossly oversized and causing issues and trying to explain to the homeowner that their problems aren't because they don't have enough AC, it's because they have too much AC. So, well, you know, some of the things you can see are very high humidity in your house. You know, the primary purpose of your air conditioning is remove heat, remove humidity, but if it's not having these longer run times, it's not going to work on the humidity. You know, you, you start to create an environment for microbial growth here in Houston. That's uh, that, that's not what we're really looking for, right? Yeah. But, but back to so kind what of are we going to look at next? We're going to just to kind of dig into um, why we have all these different types of HV, HVAC equipment today. Um, we talked about that increasing pressure on the HVAC companies to be more efficient, but we also are getting that from homeowners now, and we're also getting a, a higher degree of comfort expected from homeowners. So to <clears> meet <throat> demands, you're going to see we've moved from single stage AC to two stage to variable. Um, but let me just say, before we talk about all that stuff, if you've had a single stage AC in your home and you've been there for a while, long time, you've loved it, you're happy, you don't have to do anything beyond that. You, maybe a single stage is the AC for you. Well, and that's exactly right. And that's part of what we do as comfort advisors is we ask those questions, you know, do, have you been comfortable? Do you have any inconsistencies in temperature? And sometimes people say, I want a unit that's going to blast full speed air on me. I like to feel that other people don't, you know? And so the first style of unit that we kind of talk about is going to be the single speed air conditioning, right? Just it's on or off. That's it. You know, for most homeowners, that's what you currently have. If you're going to have, um a new house built that's usually what the builder's going to call it and put in there and, it, and it's exactly that it's either on or off it's full blast or nothing when we have our conversations with homeowners you know we're trying to evaluate your level of satisfaction with that style of unit and when i say level of satisfaction i'm kind of talking about a lot of factors your comfort you know even temperatures throughout your electricity usage your noise all of those factors and single speed is going to be the highest in all those factors. It's gonna use the most energy, it's gonna be the loudest, and you are gonna have the most inconsistencies because that unit does turn off, you know, and, and every thermostat in today's market has a five minute delay system on it. Well, depending on where that sun is blasting in your house, those five minutes can change a lot in a room and 99% of the time that thermostat has no idea what's going on in there, right? So that's kind of what we're looking at here on the screen. This is just trains brochure. Um, we use the XR15, which is the SEER 2, which is new ratings just started this year, which would have been a 16 SEER last year. But it's just the same piece of equipment, different sticker on it, right? 
It didn't magically get less efficient from one year to the next. Okay. Well, when you say that uh, that these temps are tightly controlled, it really has two minutes. Uh, on a single stage AC, the temps can vary by one degree higher or lower at the thermostat. So let's look at a diagram. Let's see. This kind of shows the swing in temps that this purple line, if you're just listening, we have a purple line. And it's going about a degree higher than your set temp. So, for example, if you had your temperature set to 75 on the thermostat, on the high end, it may get up as high as 76, and it may come down to 74. So it's always doing that, going up and down. And in, in real time, it's actually going to be even more than that, Brian. It, it's probably more like a three degree you know, most thermostats are set with a three degree dead band. And what that is, is you might have it set to 75, but it has to cool down to 72 before it turns off so that it can heat back up. And then by the time it clicks on at 75, now it's working and it's starting and it's ramping up. And now it's 76, 77, 78, and now it's got to cool it down. So you're, you're just constantly playing catch up. That's all it is. It's yeah. constantly playing catch up. And I've seen some literature from manufacturers that put that dead band at one and a half higher or lower to mm -hmm. meet your three degree that we were talking about. But I think the bottom line is that you're getting a good bit of temp swing from a single stage piece of equipment. And a lot of homeowners will set it way below what they need it to just because of where it's going to come up to at the high end. So that's no what temperature you set, Yeah, no matter what temperature you set it to, it's going to blow the same. 55 to 58 degree air just how long is it going to run for that's it yeah that's right so what's the second style of unit that we're looking at here our second style is the two stage here yeah so i mean we want you to be happy with any decision that you make right and a, a two-stage air conditioning is usually a very middle of the road in today's market has been around for about 50 some odd years. And there's a lot of homes that we go to where the homeowners are not happy with what they currently had in their house. And these next two options really help resolve those issues or at least make it a little bit better. That middle option is the two stage unit. So it can run at high speed, just like your single speed unit, but it's always gonna start at a lower speed, which depending on brand can range anywhere from 60 to 70%, give or take. And that is the compressor speed. Typically, the fan can adjust. And I've seen them go all the way down to 30%. And even on the train two speed, I've seen them run at 45%, depending on the humidity needs. Um, and so with those two speeds, you get an average of about a 40% power consumption difference over a single speed unit. You know, what we get with this style of ACs is longer run times, which uses less electricity. So each time your air conditioning turns on, is the most power that's ever used in your entire home. Your single speed might do that three to five times in an hour, where a two speed might just run once in an hour and kind of hover at half speed. It's very similar to the AC in your car. You, yeah, when you get in, you, you ramp it up full blast, but five minutes later, you're on half speed and you're comfortable even when it's 100 degrees outside. It's a lot easier to maintain that temperature than it is to constantly try and get to that temperature yeah. and so with these more efficient units That's a great analogy yeah, yeah i mean the comforts enhanced because our temperatures are more tightly controlled you 
You get much more even temperatures throughout the house because the unit's running more often. You get less off time. And then you don't have that air blasting full speed on you. You know, I'm a big fan of the two speed. I feel like at night, you know, on a single speed unit, it cranks on, it's 55 degree air, you're freezing, you sleep good, and then it turns off. And within the snap of a finger, it's 20 degrees warmer. And, you and then you're about to get out, you start to sweat. Yeah. And right before you go yeah. to turn on, change the temperature on the thermostat, it kicks back on. With the two speed, you, you really avoid that and, and you get much more even comfort throughout the home. It's also quieter. It's more efficient. You, you get a little bit better humidity control. Big fan. Big fan. Yep, I am as well. Um, well, that's a great point. <clears throat> uh, additionally, the temps won't fluctuate like they do on a single stage. A single stage AC is designed to be perfect on a 95 degree day. But we don't, we're not at 95 degrees all the time. We're, right. we're maybe 1% of every hour would we be at 95 degrees? So that's why this two-stage is really important because when you need a smaller AC, you've got it. It's a smaller one. Well, think about this time of the year, you know, in Houston, it's 82, 85 degrees in the afternoon. It's 70 at night. I don't need full blast AC all the time. I wouldn't buy a car if that's all I had was full blast AC, full blast heat. You know, I want to have options. I want to be able to ramp it all the way down, just have a little bit of air, you know? So I like flexibility. I think that's what we're going to get. And I think we're going to get away from single stage AC at some point down the road. I think so too. Yeah. No, but What's and it's, not, it's not designed for every home though, right? And that's partly why we come out there and see kind of what's going on. If I have these massive long runs of ductwork, I, I've got to maintain that velocity. I got to move this air really far. It just depends on how you're using it, and how long you're going to be in the house, you know, because it does take a little bit longer to see a return on your investment, but you will see a return on your investment. And I'm talking about the difference on your initial investment from a single speed to a two speed. And when you see these sear ratings, single speed being a 15 sears, two speed being a 16 sear, you're like, well, it's only one fifteenth more efficient. Aha! It's not because Sear only measures how efficient a unit is when it's running at full speed, and a two-speed unit is going to be running at its low speed, probably seventy percent of the time, unless it's an upstairs unit, um, yeah. and that's where your efficiency kicks in. There's just not even a way to measure that yet. There hasn't been anything that I've seen, at least. Yeah. Well, let's uh, maybe take a look at. The variable lineup. So Brian, he, he's the pro with these variable ACs. And, and here they are at the top um, of the train brochure here. It's the XV-18. It's, it's been around for a while. And they also have an XV-20. There's a lot of uh, secrets that train doesn't want let out. But essentially, the XV-20 is the XV-18 with the weather guard top. So unless you you come up to us and you tell me you know i want the biggest baddest most expensive thing you have in in your in your shop i'm going to say yes ma'am yes sir and i'm going to put that xv20 for in there for you but to me it's not worth the extra money and i'd probably recommend going with the xv18 so you know these things can operate anywhere from 100% of their maximum capacity all the way down to 30% 
with what I consider to be infinite speeds. They say that it can move up in one-tenth of a percent increments. So we, we hear different numbers, right? That kind of comes out to 700, but I've heard less. It, it just depends on how that unit is programmed. It depends on the, the area of the United States that this thing is being installed in. So you can see here, you got your purple line, green line, orange line. These variable speed units are, are designed to maintain within a half a degree of what you have set. This is the ultimate in comfort. Um, this is the ultimate in power consumption difference. I believe from Train's website, it's an average of a 52% power consumption difference over a brand new single speed system. That's massive. If you have just one AC and no pool, you know, your air conditioning is 80% of your power bill. If you could drop 80% of your power bill by 52%, you just cut 40% off of your power bill. You know, so you can see how tight it really does hug that temperature. We hear from homeowners all the time how much better they sleep with these units. The air is always moving. It's always being filtered. It's extremely quiet. You know, sometimes people cover up when the AC is blasting them in cold air on a single speed, then the AC shuts off. And again, it goes back to keeping these even temperatures throughout the home. We don't ever, when was the last time you turned the AC off in your car, Brian? never it never goes never on. never i always have it on something and that's what the variable speed system does it goes all the way down to 30 percent, just trickles out a little bit of air at a time you know and it makes it a lot more comfortable a lot of times you could walk by some of these outdoor units and see the fan spinning and hear the air moving but you don't hear the equipment that's how quiet these things are man but i always I mean, talk to homeowners and i tell them this is very different from what you've had before. This AC is going to run for a lot. And a 24-hour time in the summer is probably going to run 20 out of 24 hours. Now, it has a compressor that's built to do that. It's made by a company called Danfoss. It's an American company. They make uh, refrigeration equipment. So something in a grocery store that might be responsible for keeping a hundred thousand dollars worth of product frozen or refrigerated. You don't trust that to just any kind of equipment. It's gotta be something high quality, like what Dan Foss has. And that's what they kind of compressor they use here. Um, and, and you gotta know that uh, you're not gonna get that blast of cold air. It's just gonna be the temps will be maintained uh, consistently. There's not going to be that that up and down that you're going to get with a single stage or and even a little bit lesser. You get that with a two stage. Yeah, it's, a, it's just, you know, every single person in America has a variable speed unit. It's just that they use it to drive. It's in their car. <laughs> you have it. You've already experienced this. Right. And, and we kind of go back to uh, efficiency. If you and I, Brian, were racing to Dallas side by side and i got on the freeway and i put my speedometer at 70 miles an hour and put it on cruise control you decided to drive 100 miles an hour but take every single exit and slam on your brakes at the stoplight and then speed right back up to 100 miles an hour. we'd get there at the same time but you're going to use three times the amount of gas and then the damage that you're going to be doing to your rotors and calipers and starters and, and all this stuff yeah. and it also goes back to where do you get the best gas mileage? Is it starting and stopping through the city? Or is it when you're going 70 miles an hour on the freeway? 
on cruise control. Variable speed is, is the Tesla of cruise control. It's, it's going up and down with the temperature, ramping up and down. And then it says, oh, well, let's, let's do our lane control. Let's work on the humidity a little bit. And it's just, it's the adaptive cruise control, speeding up and ramping down and kind of going left. Let's work on the humidity a little bit. All right, let's come back to the temperature. And keep in mind, these, these are not whole home dehumidifiers. They do need to be on. But, you know, you know a lot. They, they do this stuff with pool pumps too nowadays, right? Yeah, they absolutely do. Uh, I guess last June, I believe it was, uh, that was the last time they could manufacture pool pumps that weren't variable speed. And the whole point of that was to save energy. And if they felt that they could save a reasonable amount of energy just with people with pools, think how much energy could be saved just everybody with an air conditioner, which is pretty much mm -hmm. everybody in the United States. So I think that we're going to get to that point where single stage will go away. But let me just make sure that I clarify that if you're if you've been happy with a single stage AC, there's nothing wrong with going that route. No, not at all. There's nothing wrong with that. It's still what people to understand what most people are used to. It's what most homeowners can afford if you're considering only the initial investment. Because when you see a two-speed and variable speed, yeah, it's a lot more. And it does take time to see that return on your investment. You know, if you're going to be in a house for two years and it's a standard three-bedroom, two-bath house, well, let's not outdo the neighborhood. Let's not pay for the next homeowner to have a variable speed unit. Wait till you get in your forever home. Wait, wait. That's where you do it. But I can promise you this. Once you've experienced two-speed or variable speed, you'll never go back. To single speed once you fly first class okay. yeah you don't want to sit back there with the peasants and, and coach <laughs> you mean well, is that what you're talking about yeah man i don't even fly anymore <laughs> i can't afford it because well, i have to fly first class that's it it's first class or bus for you huh? or nothing man or nothing oh. you know that's we spend so much more time in our homes brian than even just five years ago you know, we're going in and people are realizing a lot different issues than we're coming up when people were working 10 hour days, come home, cook dinner, go to bed. You know, we, we walk into houses and dining room tables are turned into classrooms and master closets are turned into offices and the spare bedroom is a gym. You, you know, that and every house is different. You might have an aquarium or a terrarium and you got pets and kids and, and all and you know, these houses are built tighter and tighter and tighter and allergies are getting worse and worse and worse. You can do a lot for your indoor air quality too, man, with the, these two speeds or variable speed systems. When you get that humidity under control, you're constantly filtering that air. Man, it makes a massive difference in your indoor air quality. So as much time as we spend in our homes nowadays, it's really worth entertaining some of these other ideas and just seeing what else is out there. Yeah, none of this indoor air quality stuff is happening when the AC isn't running, for the most part, you know. Correct. Um, we talked about SEER a little bit earlier. Now, they used to have the old system of SEER, and this year they came up with a new version called SEER 2. Can you speak mm. to that a little bit? Okay, so SEER, which is Seasonal Energy Efficiency Rating, and it 
It changes for whatever kind of area in the United States you are. You might be in the Southwest region. You might be in the Gulf Coast region. You might be up in the Northeast region. And the units are kind of made to tailor to that. Like for us, we are pretty much the number one cooling hours in the United States at 2,209 hours per year. SEER was a way that they measure how efficient a unit is. Well, turns out how you do that in a laboratory versus what's really going on in the real world are two different things. And on the previous way of measuring how efficient a unit is, a lot of companies were kind of fidgeting with their testing parameters and changing voltages and lowering blower speeds and testing it at 50% humidity. You know, when was the last time you saw 50% humidity, Brian? Maybe for 30 minutes the other morning, you know? Yeah. It's not real world stuff. And so I've heard stories of people getting a 16 seer air conditioning system and their power bills actually went up with their brand new air conditioning. So they figured out a way that nobody can mess with these testing parameters. This is it. It's this voltage. It's this amp draw. It's this temperature. It's this humidity. And they made it a standard across the board. And everybody has to do that now. And it used to be... I think 13 used to be the lowest you can install in a house. And I think in 2020, it changed to 14. And I think you can still do 14, but all, all the single speed is all 15 CR2. So it's just a new way of measuring how efficient it. It's not some magic new unit. It's not anything like that. It's the same units with a different sticker on it. That is all it is. We didn't start using more energy at the beginning of the year. We, we're using the exact same amount of energy that's measured in a different way. Well, let me ask you this. If someone had a four-ton unit that was a 15-seer, let's say, mm -hmm. and they could get a four-ton unit that's a 16-seer, does the 16-seer make more air? Does it? Is it a more oh, heavy? That's a, that's, a, that's a good point. So, no. Your, your air flow and your cooling capacity is going to be based on your tonnage. You know, your your one, one and a half, two, two and a half, three, three and a half, four, or five ton air conditioning system. The SEER is how efficient is it doing that? How much power is it using to get that job done? So if, if you had an 18 SEER versus a 16 SEER, it is not going to cool the house with more air. It's not going to cool it faster or anything like that. It's just going to use less power to do the same amount of work. That's all it is. I appreciate that. That always is something that comes up with homeowners. It does, you know, and and I expect questions like this from our homeowner. It's a big investment, right? It's not like going and buying a refrigerator. You just open it up and expect it to be cold. This is, you can't live without it in Houston, at least. And realistically, I couldn't imagine being anywhere and not having it because I got to have the air moving. I, I, I got to have it moving. I got to keep it filtered, you know. But, I mean, just as a guide for uh, this SEER rating, I, I always encourage homeowners to look at that single two-stage variable, look at equipment from that lens as opposed to well, what's the SEER rating. Correct. But if, if you are looking at SEER ratings in general, with the SEER 2, the newest ratings that they just came out with for 2023, a 15-SEER unit is usually a single stage. Now, you have different manufacturers out there, so this isn't you know a hard and fast rule. 
but generally here is six is single. Uh, a 16 seer will be a two stage usually, and anything 17 on up probably going to be variable. 17, I guess, could be a, a two stage, but those are just guidelines to go those. But that's what I would no, do. And yeah, you're exactly right. So there's three options single speed, two speed, or variable speed. And, and there are variable speed systems that can be 17 seer, some can be 25 seer. But again, it only measures how efficient these units are when they're running at full blast. So if the power went out because a hurricane came in and the next day it kicked on at five o'clock in the afternoon, yes, then that 25 sear would be a lot more efficient for those few hours at cooling it back down. But in, in reality, they're going to be using pretty much the same amp draw. You're talking pennies on the dollar uh, of regular operating time. These are designed to run at low speed. They're, they're not pulling full blast. If you have a variable speed system, you should never be running at full speed, ever. Most of my homeowners, even in Houston, in the heat of the day, on a single story or a downstairs system, average in the heat of the day, running at about 55 to 60%. Upstairs, totally different ballgame. You're surrounded by heat, man. It, it's got to run up there. But, you know, we, we hope that... Uh, we we helped you guys out and we tried to keep it as generic as we can. We we should do an episode just on single, an episode just on two speed, an episode just on variable, because there's that much you could really go into. But yeah, maybe we do my, that. I mean, my rule is if you're not gonna be in the house for a while, put a single speed in there. If if you're worried about money, put a two speed in there. And if you're blessed and you can and you want to experience what true comfort is and never thinking about touching that thermostat ever again because you're just comfortable, go variable speed. Now, right. it comes with a caveat, right, Brian? Who installs, those, who installs oh, yeah. those systems is going to be very important, too. So it goes back to you yeah. know, doing your research on the company. So. You don't want your brother-in-law doing this. I promise. No, uh, I've okay, seen install crews who could, yeah, I've seen install crews who can take a $20,000 air conditioning system and it's going to fail in two years. And and I've seen crews that can take a $5,000 air conditioning and it, it'll last 20 years. So who is more important than what you install, right? So thank I you guys. We'll see you.